Peace be to you, dear brothers and sisters. Let's continue on in our series, New Humanity. Today our topic is take off the old and put on the new. And our scripture for today can be found in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 to 24. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, The Bible tells us that therefore if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone and the new is here. We are a new creation. Everything in us is new. Is it true? Why is it so many Christians continue on to do old things? Those who lied in the past continue on to lie. Those who are greedy continue on to be greedy. Those who are ill-tempered continue on in being bad-tempered people. Those who converse using... Dirty or unclean words continue on doing so. Where lies the problem? In theology, there is an explanation. Already, but not yet. It's, it's called already, but not yet. This is a very important concept. In Ephesians chapter 1, tells us all the blessings that we have in heaven. And we already have all these blessings in our lives. Because we are a new creation. We have new life in us. But we have not completely attained everything yet. Because our salvation is not yet complete. In Romans chapter 8, verse 23, Not only so, but we ourselves who have been who have who have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. Our body, our physical body has not yet been completely saved. Because the sinful nature still exists in us. To put it in a very simple term, in, before we became Christians in our life, we have a wolf. A very ferocious wolf in us. And that wolf tries to control us. And we love to be controlled by it. That's why we indulge in so many wicked things. But after we became Christians, there is another wolf that lives in us. This is a good wolf, a righteous wolf. And it's here to, to free us from the control of our of the wicked wolf. So that we can live a righteous life, a good life. That's where the war starts. After we became Christians, we have the spiritual warfare in us. Today our problem is, which wolf will we obey? Do we obey the good wolf? Or do we obey the wicked wolf? This is the problem that we face as Christians today. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses uh, 17 to chapter 5, 
，是讲讲个人的生活。It tells us about our personal life. And this is the foundation of all our lives. Now, good personal life. If we don't have a very good foundation of all our lives, then we have no chance to have a good personal life. Then we will not have a very good life. Then we will not have a very good life. Then we will not have a very good life. Then we will not have a very good life. We will not have a very good communal life with our with other people and with the church. That is, life and our life is very much connected. The way we live and in our lives has a very close relationship. Then, even just like that, say. We can put it this way. Our external living is the manifestation of our inner life. In chapter four, verse seventeen to chapter five, verse twenty-one, it can be divided into two sections. Seventeen verses seventeen to twenty-four tells us about the foundation of our new life. And from chapter four verse twenty-five to chapter five verse twenty-one, it tells us of the characteristics of the new life. Today we would like to focus on verses seventeen to twenty-four. This is the foundation of our new life. Our topic is getting rid of the old and putting on the new. Why? Because from verses 17 to 19, it teaches us how to get rid of our old life. And from verses 20 to 24, it tells us how to put on the new life. So let's look at how to get rid of the old and put on the new. Let's look at the first thing. Getting rid of the old. Let's look at verses 17 to verse 19. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality as to so as to indulge in every kind of impurity. And they are full of greed. Look at verse 17. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. Paul tells us not to live as those Gentiles. We find this to be very interesting and very strange. Before the, the Christians in Ephesus became Christians, they were Gentiles. And after they became Christians, they continue on to be to, to be Gentiles. Before, just like me, before I became a Christian, I am a Chinese. And after I became a Christian, I remain a Chinese. I, it's, I do not transform to become a Jew. So that means there is a deeper meaning to the, to the phrase no longer live as the Gentiles do. 
意思是讲唔通讲其机器旧嘅代志咧啦。It means we no longer live the way we live, we used to live in the in the past。因为咱已经是上帝过来嘅人。Because we are now members of the family of God。这就是真罪基督徒嘅问题。This is a problem of many Christians。咱信主以后，咱亲像无活出新嘅生命，亲像上帝家里嘅生命。After we become Christians, we don't we do not live nor manifest。That new life that we have in Christ in our lives. We live as if we are not Christians. In these three verses, if you are to look at the Chinese uh, version of this, uh, the, the word heart has uh, come up four times. In verse, in verse 17, the futility of thinking. In verse 18, the darkened in understanding and the hardened heart. In verse 19, lost all sensitivity. We need to take out all these different, uh, all these four kinds of, uh, three kinds of heart. Look at the first one. We need to get rid of the futile thinking. The word heart here is used interchangeably with the way we think. So thinking. That's why, that's why in English translation it refers to thinking. Futile things are things that have no basis at all. So when we talk about futile thinking, we are referring to things or thoughts or feelings or, or unreal or something that is unfounded and unreal. Our, the, our heart or our thoughts, rather, is it's the biggest a battlefield in our lives. In fact, it is the first battlefield in our lives. That's why in Proverbs 4, verse 23, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. A person who does not guard his heart, then they will not achieve anything in their life. May the Lord preserve us and help us to preserve the way we think. In Proverbs 25, 28, Like a city whose walls are broken, though is a person who lacks self-control. A person who does not know how to control the way they think, and they will live a life that is of a life of failure. To put it in a Fujianese word, what does it mean to have a futile thinking? It's a, it's a, it's a, a way of thinking that is very toxic. You know, uh, human beings are very complicated. When we see two people talking, and when in, in, the, in the midst of their conversation, they're looking at us, and after that, they continue on conversing, and they look at us once more, 
What do we think? And in, immediately in our mind, we think we will be thinking they, they must be saying something negative about me. This is called the futility of our thought, of our thought of our heart. That's why in our new lives we have to get rid of this futile thinking. Second, what kind of heart do we need to get rid of? To get rid of a heart that is of darkened understanding. It is when our thoughts are filled with darkness. There is no light in the way we think. When we think without wisdom. And we live in the midst of darkness. That is truly the light, the way we think in the past when we uh, before we came to know the Lord. Because everything we think of, we think of ourselves or for ourselves. Even though we're doing uh, wrong things or thinking about wrong things, we don't feel anything wrong about it. You know, sometimes uh, when we speak, it's very frightening. These Chinese sayings are very frightening. It says, a man has to look out for himself. Or else heaven and earth will destroy him. A, a, a A real man must surely take revenge. Get drunk since there is wine. These are sayings that are truly contradictory to what is in the Bible. But we love to hear these things. And we love to accept these things. Because our lives have been separated from the life of God. So the way we think, the way we live our lives, it's not uh, in, in accordance to the truth. But when we have a new life, we need to get rid of all these darkness. The third, we need to get rid of the hardened heart. A heart that is hardened is like a heart of stone. Because we, we don't have uh, sweetness in our life, that's why our, our heart is very bitter. It doesn't mean that we don't have wisdom. It's that no, we don't have knowledge. It means that we don't, uh, we don't know how to revere God. We don't put God in His place as God. That's why in Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is His understanding. You know, there are a lot of people who are very uh, wise in this world. They are filled with knowledge and wisdom. But in their heart, they, they live a very uh, darkened heart. Because they don't put God as uh, giving, they, they don't give God a proper place. A very good example can be found in the Bible is the life of Pharaoh. When Moses was speaking with Pharaoh, and uh, he, Moses was asking Pharaoh to allow the, uh, the Jew to come out of Egypt to worship God. 
And he asked, and Pharaoh answered, Who is God? I refuse to let the people of uh, Israel go out and worship God. That's why through Moses, God used ten plagues to punish Egypt. It's for God to, to, uh, to bring light into the darkened heart of Pharaoh. But God, uh, the, uh, the Bible clearly tells us that God gave him a darkened heart. And it allowed God to put in the, to punish him with the ten plagues. We can say that Pharaoh is very pitiful. Because it, we can look at it as it wasn't truly his fault because it was God who allowed him to have this darkened heart. But that's not the point. Because in Exodus chapter 4, verse 21, the Lord said to Moses, this was the time before Moses returned to Egypt. And what did the Lord say to Moses? The Lord said to Moses, When you return to Egypt, see that you perform before Pharaoh all the wonders I have given you the power to do. But I will let him harden his heart so that he will not let the people go. The Lord allowed him to continue on. That's the, that's the meaning of the original text. It wasn't God who caused him to have a hardened heart. The, the heart of Pharaoh was truly hardened even before that. But the Lord refused to bless him and allowed him to continue on in his ways. So it's in Chinese, it's saying just let him live the way he wants to live. That's why one after the other, the ten plagues came upon him. So this is something that is very frightening. We need to ask the Lord to help us in our new life. We need to get rid of this hardened heart, this darkened heart. And let us not uh, push away the, the, uh, the prodding of the Holy Spirit. And don't allow us to come to a point where in the, when the Lord will just let us live the way we want to live. Because the end result will be very frightening. What is the fourth thing that we need to get rid of? It's to get rid of the insensitive heart. Look at verse 19. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so, that, so as to indulge in every kind of impurity and that they are full of greed. God has given us this very special gift called our conscience. And our conscience allows us to differentiate between what is right and wrong. But because of sin, our conscience has lost its sensitivity. It has already lost its function. It's like our, our conscience has been burned by this very hot iron to a point it became used to that heat. 
，就亲像一个人，伊的手规日。Just like our hands, if we always be、uh, be holding on something that is really hot, we will come to a point where we'll be so used to it we won't feel the heat anymore. We, we thank the Lord. Because we have been born again. And we have already regained all the sensitivity to our conscience. In the past, things we don't feel anything wrong. Right now, we feel it's wrong. We know it's wrong. In the past, we feel it's okay to do these things, but right now, we know it's wrong, and we stop doing it. Why am I saying this? Because this is the truth. In the past, when we say green jokes, we don't feel anything bad, but we don't feel anything bad, but right now, it's different. Now we know it's wrong. Because through the Holy Spirit, our conscience has become more and more sensitive. But the moment we stop and we ignore the prodding of the Holy Spirit, We will lose the sensitivity of our conscience until it becomes numb and unfeeling anymore. So this is a That's why we need to get get rid of this insensitive heart. So may the Lord help us. We need to push off or get rid of all these different、uh, four different kinds of heart. The next, we need to exchange it with something new. When you get rid of something old, we need to put in something new. Just like the example given by Christ. When you put on,、uh, when a person has seven demons in in him and it has been cast away, they are very clean. He's very clean already. But if there's nothing new in it, more and more demons would come into his heart. So that's why we need to exchange the old with something new. And what is that new thing that we need to put on? Let's look at verses 20 to 24. That, however, is not the way of life you learn when you heard about Christ and were taught in Him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put on your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. To be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. And you have to be like Christ. What does it mean to to learn to be like Christ? That's why in verse 21 it teaches us. That is, it teaches us that when we heard about Christ and were taught in Him in accordance with the truth that is in Christ. 
how do we become more Christ-like? There are three steps that we need to learn. The first, hearing God's word is the first step. So that is the first step, hearing God's word. To become a Christian, to become uh, to know God is to hear God. That's why the church, it's the responsibility of the church to speak God's word and the responsibility of the congregation to hear God's word and to listen to God's word. There are churches that have praise and worship that will extend up to one hour. But they limit the sermon or the preaching to only 15 minutes. Truly emotionally, they are very they are stirred up. But their lives will never mature. Because they don't have much spiritual substance to, to indulge in. That's why hearing God's word is the first step. The second step is for us to receive God's word. What do we mean when we say receiving God's word? It's to put the full abundance of God's word into our heart. This is what Colossians 3 verse 16 truly means. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all the wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. The third, the third is for us to learn God's word. After hearing God's word, after receiving God's word, we need to learn God's word. The, in the Bible, uh, Paul twice mentioned the word share. After, uh, to, uh, to learn his word and to learn his ways. What does this mean? There's a meaning in here. Faith is not simply conviction in our hearts, but faith is also a form of commitment. Faith is an act of commitment. That's why our faith is a form of action. It's, it's a form of training. We have to learn three things. Number one, Number we have to put off the old man. Let's look at verse 22. You were taught with regards to your former ways of life to put, on, to all put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. When we talk about the old person, it's our old self before Christ. We need to get rid and to put out this old self. Paul here used the way of our dress as an example. It's like an old 
cloth that is very dirty, that's very smelly. We need to put it off, take it off, and to put on a new garment. But I want you to think about this. When do we change our cloths? Of course, when we feel it's no longer clean. Or when we feel that the way we dress is not appropriate to our surroundings. If not, we will not change our clothes. Because we feel it's clean. And we feel it's look, it looks nice. Why do I need to change? Just, just like people who, who don't want to take a bath. Why don't they want to take a bath? Especially when it's winter. They don't need to take a bath. Because they don't feel that they're unclean. I don't, I don't smell. There are people who will go on for one week without taking a bath. It wasn't until, it's not until a person smells himself, to find himself to be smelly, or look at his own garment as unclean. Only then will they wash, only then will they change the way they, they dress. The same way. Until we look at our old self and we become disgusted by it, we will never seek change. Because we feel everything is okay. Why do I need to change? May the Lord's light illuminate us. There is a very famous Dave, uh, prayer by King David. In Psalm 100. 39 verses 23 to 24. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. May the Lord check our heart. Not look at our external life, but look at our inner life. To take away this deceitful life that we're living. In Zechariah 3, verse 3, Now Joshua, who was the high priest then, was dressed in filthy cloths as cloths as he stood before the angel. Joshua was then the high priest of Israel. And the garment that uh, the high priest would be wearing is called the holy garment. It's a sanctified garment. It's a very beautiful garment. It's made out of gold thread and silver thread. And it's, it's been or, uh, a lot of uh, gold and uh, jewelry and diamond uh, that's ornamenting the dress. But in, in God's eyes, he looked at it as filthy clothes. That is our old life. In front of other people, we look nice. But before God, we are filthy. Our uh, conscience is truly uh, hypocritical. And our, and our righteousness is self-righteousness. But our problem is, our old self will never depart from us until uh, the day we depart from this world. But, 
But we can be disgusted by it. We can ignore it. There's only one way. We need to look to the cross and see the precious blood of the Lord. When we look at the cross and look at the Lord, and for the sake of our sins, the Lord died on the cross for us. And he shed his blood to cleanse us of our sins. When we realize this and look at this, you will no longer love your old self. You know, when we quiet down ourselves and think about this, and we think and we look back to the way we live before we know Christ. We will be very ashamed. When I think about my past, I feel very ashamed. Without the grace of the Lord, I would not dare to think what kind of a person I would be today. May the Lord illuminate us. We need to put off or to take out this old self and to put on this new person. So the first is to take off the old man. The second, what we need to learn is to renew our mind. Look at verse 23. To be made new in the attitude of your minds. When the day we become a new creation, you know that our desires, our heart is changed. When you look at the tense being used in the original Hebrew uh, Hebrew text, present infinity tense. It's a present infinity tense. What does it mean? It's something that is continuing. It never stops. The day we became Christians is the day we are changed. But we don't stop changing. Our mind needs to be renewed daily. It's not a one-time thing. It's something that's continually being done. Because if we stop, then we revert back to our old self. This is the difference between Joseph and David. David and Joseph We know that both uh, Joseph and David were godly men. But where is the difference between them? Joseph When uh, Joseph in his youth he faced the uh, one of the greatest temptation a youth can face which is in the area of sex. His master's wife tried to seduce him daily. And daily, uh, Joseph would reject her. And every day, when the master's wife tried to seduce him, he would reject her. Because it was very clear in his mind. He said to her, and he answered to her, I cannot sin against my Lord in this matter. And it shows us that the, Joseph's mind is being renewed daily. 
。但系 David 唔是啊呢。But David wasn't like yeah, that. Yeah, David 是一个真正敬畏上帝啦。David was a very a person who truly revered God. 但是我记得。But one day， 忽然间，伊心思无改变。He was not. He renewed in in his heart and the way he think. 结果伊做好多嘅代志。So he was. He became lazy. 家己都唔知啊。He didn't know. 你罪喺中间，唔知家己犯了罪。He didn't know that he already committed a sin。甲这个拔士巴犯了奸淫的罪。He committed adultery with Bathsheba。你家己完完全无未感觉什么唔对。And he did not find anything wrong there。直到先帝雷丹来查伊。Until the prophet Nathan came to confront him。哦，雷丹是真真聪明。Nathan was very intelligent。大声甲伊讲一个故事。Nathan shared with him a story。刚才你知这个故事讲什么 ？Probably you know already about this story。哇，特别拉听拉笑去。And the, and as David listened to the story, he became very angry. You say this is a wicked man. He said that person without conscience, this wicked person. And Nathan answered back. This wicked person, this person without conscience, is you. You have, you, are, you have no mercy in your heart. And David was made aware of the sin or the gravity of his sin. So for a period of time, David's heart and his mind was not changed because he lived in sin. And he was not aware that was, he was living in sin. May the Lord help us. Many times, when we become so used to doing something wrong, we continue in it. And we are in bondage of that thing. And we are addicted. We couldn't get out. Because we cannot change our mind. May the Lord help us. That's why we need to renew our mind daily. So that the Lord will be merciful towards us. Through the many sermons that we listen to during Sunday, may it Truly speak to us. Maybe in our life group, in our journey group, may the Lord speak to us. Maybe in our conversation with other fellow Christians, we will be made aware during that time. Don't harden your heart. We need to humble ourselves that we can accept the teaching of the Lord that we can change our heart. The third, learn to put on our new self. Let's look at verse 24. To put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. In the book of Genesis, it tells us that we, are, we were all created in the image of God. But the Genesis wasn't very clear in explaining what it does, does it mean to be created in God's image. Because we have sinned. That we have already fallen short of the righteousness of God. When we look at the book of Ephesians, a person that is born again, a person that is renewed, that person has the image of God in it. But the book of Ephesians added one thing. 
He has this righteousness and holiness in him. That is the, uh, the meaning of the original text. This is you have true righteousness and true holiness. Righteousness and holiness is the nature of God. We always talk about God being love. But God is not only love. God is holy, God is righteous. Righteousness is the principle by which God works. While holiness is God's nature. So may the Lord help us. That in, in, uh, in the eyes of the Lord, we will not have any wicked things in us. So so as a new creation, we can put on this garment of righteousness and holiness. That's why in the, in the Old Testament, the prophet Micah tells us, He has shown you, O mortal, what is good and what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. God will never change. God is righteous, God is holy. That's why God requires those who want to walk with Him to be righteous, to be holy. Dear church, in Ephesians chapter 4, verses, 20, uh, verses 17 to 24, to get rid of our old and to put on the new, that is the foundation of our new life. If we don't take off these old things and we don't put in the, the new things, this new person will be one without foundation. This new life will not have fruit and it will not grow. Because from chapter 4, verse 25 to chapter 5, verse 21, it tells us about the many new things or new creations in our life. And there are many requirements there. We have to stop lying and to speak the truth. To stop stealing and to start working hard. To stop saying things that are unclean and to stop Start saying things that will edify and help other people. And there are a lot of requirements there. But I want you to take note. These are not requirements of the law. These are manifestation, natural manifestation of the new life we have. But if we don't have this foundation of new life in us, we would try to depend on ourselves to live the way uh, to, to live a Christ-like life. Just like just like a person who wears a mask around as a Christian. Because you are a, you are just depending on your own effort to be a Christian. And you are depending on yourself to be a good Christian. But you will never achieve it. May the Lord help us. Through God's word, may He illuminate us today. 
that we will make the decision to get rid of the old and to put on a new. To depend on God's blessing. To live a new life in our lives. May the Lord be with us. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. That today we can focus on how to get rid of the old and put on a new. Lord, we are people who have been born again. We have this new spiritual life in us. Already, but not yet. But we are experiencing the already, but not yet, as told to us by the theologians. That's, Lord, that's why, Lord, we need your grace to help us get rid of the old and to put on the new. That we will no longer depend on ourselves to do things. That we will start in faith and to end with faith. To preserve your church, O Lord. And to put into end each one of us, Lord, your new life. Not to depend on each uh, ourselves. But through the leading and the prodding of the Holy Spirit. That when people see our new works, our good works, they will give you all the glory. Thank you, Lord. This, uh, please hear our prayer. In the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.那这边呢，大家欢迎咱的同工哦，咱了哥在来，跟咱三个来欢迎上台欣赏哈。那下礼拜哦，我要同另外一个欣赏，就讲到新生命的生活，对吗？是活在天爱中间，根本是